You are listening to the Echo Church Podcast, and we are on a mission of rescue and restoration into a vibrant and fulfilled life. Hey, what's up, Echo Church? How's everybody doing? Hey, so I've been like super sentimental on like a bunch of firsts here at Echo Church because we've done a lot of things the first time. This is the second time, closing a second series. And so I'm a little sentimental. Can we just take a moment and go, oh. Somebody like, thank God, I'm sick of generosity. (laughs) Uh, I hope not. But anyway, um, we've been going through the series Generous, and I've been kind of pitching this idea that what if we were generous? I mean, really, what would happen in this city? What would happen in this world? What would happen in this church if we stepped up to the plate? With something that we already know. I I haven't told you anything already, if you never heard. uh, But that we'd be reminded and that we would step into the generous nature that God has created us to live in. Now, with all that to say, I just feel like I need to remind you one last time. James is writing to the the early Christians, the, the first Christians, that are trying to live out their faith in the midst of persecution. So they've been spread out over the land and the nation. They're in different cities. And, and these aren't people that have a lot. In fact, they have very little. But God, or, G, or James, is trying to paint this picture that no matter what you have, no matter how little you might have, no matter how much you have, that God is a generous God. And he says in James 1.8, he says, If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously. Yes, it's a statement of of God's uh, action, but it's more of a statement of his nature. That God is generous. Can I hear a so true today? (laughs) Today? You're like, oh, I've never heard that before. But anyway, four areas that James begins to teach us uh, and how to be generous. It's with our words, our worship, our work and our wealth. And that's what we've talked about in the last few weeks. And if you've missed, uh, missed any of those messages, I would encourage you to jump on the podcast. In fact, just a little bit of a, a promo. Scott and I sat down this last week, and we talked a little bit more in, in a deeper way and, and actually a little bit more humorous way uh, about wealth. And it's called what we, we call a deeper dive. And so if you're never, you've never been on the podcast, jump on, and I would think you'd be entertained by... Uh, by us talking about Zupa Toscana and Olive Garden. So anyway, there's your hook, line, and sinker. Uh, Anyway, so I've said a lot of things. You've gotten the perspective from me, what James is saying, and what the scripture says about God, uh, the God who is generous. At the same time, uh, I stumbled upon this resource in the midst of this series, and I I follow them, but I hadn't seen this yet. And it's, it's it's a video that the Bible Project puts on, and specifically talks about generosity. And, and, and just to hear a different angle uh, this morning, I thought we'd watch this five-minute video that's very intriguing. So I hope that it paints a different picture and a different uh, voice than, than what I've been saying. But the, the biblical premise is this, is God is generous and he wants us to be generous. And uh, we've talked about all those other W words, and today I want to talk about work. And so it's really kind of a quick message. And so open up to James chapter 2, verse 14. And what, what you're going to find here, and I've told you already, James is kind of a straightforward dude. 
He just says it how it is. And there's certain scriptures or certain verses that are very, very difficult to handle and, and, and maybe uh, internalize and, and process. And this is one of those. And so bear with me today. It's not me saying it. It's James. So let's blame him. All your anger. Okay. I heard he's got an ancient email. So send it to him. Uh, James 2 verse 14 says, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith or trust, but has no deeds or work. Now, this is an ancient argument. This was something that wasn't new to them. This was something that was very common. It was an argument of, of like, does it only take faith or can we work to God? It was not a new conversation. This was something that was ongoing through time. And it continues on. It says this, can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, by faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith, my trust, by my works, by my deeds. You believe that there is one God, good, good for you. Even the demons believe that. That's the scripture that I struggle with. Because I can, from time to time, begin to really feel good about my trust and my faith and my belief. And then I got to read that. (laughs) Can everybody awkwardly laugh with me a little bit like, oh man. Now wait, 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 wait. There might be something to do with our response to the gift of God. That God desires for us to not only just trust, but also step into action when it comes to our faith. And I got to thinking, I, I, you know, I was thinking I could, I could dip into the Old Testament and find some correlations. And actually, if you continue to read this this chapter, you'll see there's an example of a few different people who did faith and works. And, and I was thinking about teaching you, you know, and maybe leaning on the Old Testament for that. But I got to thinking, instead of teaching you, I thought I'd just show you. Show you a modern day example of a person and a few individuals that have combined their faith and their trust with God with their work. Not only their work in their home, but work in this city. And I want to champion them today by showing you what they're all about. And so let's view this video. Nixon. Hey, Richard. What do you guys need? I've got sleeping bags. I've got socks. I've got, yes. Come shopping. I'll unlock the back door. You know these guys, Dan? Oh, yeah. What do you need? Everything. Heavy winter socks. Heavy socks. Yeah. 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 It's cold, isn't it? Hey, Jason, need any socks, man? Anything like that? Need sweatshirt? I know Ricky. Oh, I was, yeah. It was, uh, it was a crazy time when uh, God clued us into what His plans were. We had, uh, in December of 2017, had the vision of the landing. Um, not quite what it has turned out to be. God had other plans. I was suspended from a couple of shifts as, as an ER nurse uh, because I 
made a couple of phone calls to try and find a homeless family shelter. Had a very long weekend, did a lot of praying, did a lot of asking for questions, and uh, finally got my answer about four o'clock that Monday morning when it was made very clear that we're gonna open the landing up, it's gonna be in Rochester, it's gonna be helping those that are facing homelessness. I had no clue as to what I was doing. We were uh, just guided by faith, uh, walked away from a very well-paying job, and here we are today, uh, ministering to the folks that are on the street, and trying to help them out, yeah, trying to help them out as we go. Yeah, how, how do you know Dan? This guy here? Yeah. I met him in the Skyway, so when he came by, I introduced myself. And we started talking. Yep. And to make a long story short, about three months later, I've had an apartment since June because of this guy, okay? Are you kidding? You don't hurry this guy and you don't question him. If he says he's going to do something, it gets done. All right? Do you want heavy socks or lightweight socks? Uh, heavy socks. You betcha, man. We've been out here for five minutes. Yeah. It's cold. It's real cold. These people that you're helping today, what, what's their situation? Um, everybody that's here is homeless, so they're living wherever they can find a spot. Uh, if you look over here, you can see the stairwells for the parking ramps. Sometimes they stay there. Sometimes they stay in the skyways. Anywhere that they can find a safe place or a warm place. So it's, you know, it's, it's wherever. I mean, I'm legitimately like yeah. freezing right now. And, oh, the windshield's probably um, sub-zero, you know, I would guess. And then you get a lot of street cred, Dan. Yeah. Our friends that are facing homelessness right now are, are very resilient. They will seek out and find areas that they can stay warm in, out of the wind, out of the weather. Uh, <laughs> this is a guy right here. Second Street Joe. I don't know how he doesn't freeze to death, but anyway. <laughs> The day center concept that we're looking at is gonna be a place where they can come during the day on the off hours of the warming center and have a safe place to go where they're welcomed, where there are people that care about them, uh, that want them to be there, that will help get them hooked up with the services here in town. And there's a ton of services, but it's a matter of connecting the dots for them. You know, the day center's needed. It's, it, we have to have a place where we can help get these people connected to the services they need, whether it's housing, a job, insurance, we found a building, we're trying to raise the funds for that. I don't have any worries because I've got the best fundraiser in the world that's driving this thing and it's God. And uh, you know, if, if I wasn't 129% invested in, in that belief, I don't know how I'd be doing what I'm, I'm doing. Yeah, we're just driving around aimlessly now, but I'm taking you, gonna take you over real quick and show you, show you what it's like to live outside. So Dan, explain to us where we're going now. So this is a camp. As you can see, there's three tents over there now. Uh, two of the three tents, I know the folks that have been staying down here. My guess is that they're probably not here right now just because of the cold and the temperature. But in the summertime, you really can't see anything that's going on down here. Yeah, but you can imagine living out here in this kind of weather, and people do it. What I appreciate about you taking us on this drive, it's like, I don't see this. Yeah. And I'd like to think I'm probably pretty normal when it comes to a Rochesterite. And uh, this right here is, is eye-opening. These are individuals just like you and I. They're individuals that need help, whether it's medical, mental, dependency help, whatever. They need somebody that cares for them. 
you know, um, it's your neighbor. I, I don't know, I don't really know how else to say it besides have a heart. So at Echo Church, we, we, we have in our plans currently that December 15th, we aren't gonna go to church, but we're gonna be the church. And so we have canceled our normal services to partner with an awesome guy like this and the landing in order to do exactly what Dan is talking about, and that's to take care of the orphan and the widow and the people that are in distress. And that, that's true religion. So we, we, we're making plans to partner with Dan to, to pack some bags and resource some people uh, to really help them through winter. It might be food, it could be socks like we gave out today. And so Dan, what do you think about that uh, that Sunday? I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great outreach for the church. I think it's another way just to show the community that we need to be involved. We not meaning the landing, but we as a, we as a community, we as a faith community, need to be involved and help these folks that are having a hard time helping themselves. Just another way to show these folks that are facing homelessness that somebody really cares about them. Because that's one of the biggest complaints that they have is, or one of the, you know, you ask them what, what would be better instead of people just treated us like normal people. You know, don't look at us for what we look at, get to know us who we are. And that's where we've had such, made such great strides is the relationship building end of it. Um, and like I said, we've got God on our side, so. Hey, can we honor Dan and can we honor Holly and their daughter Sarah for doing the excellent work? This is what it's like to stand up here. Yeah, this is, isn't the it? The lights, man, look at this. Isn't this is, it horrible? They all look down on you the whole time. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so what you guys don't know, the uniqueness of our stories together, and I didn't say this last hour, we got together probably December, January-ish, and we both had taken a pretty big turn in our careers. <laughs> pretty, pretty big? <laughs> pretty big. And, uh, and so right from the beginning when I met with you, I just knew that we would partner together. And what Echo Church, what we're all about is not starting all these great ministries. We're all about championing people and their vision and the ministry that God's put in your heart. And so today we want to honor you because you're a person that has chosen to live less so that people can live more. And that's amazing. <laughs> and now Dan is a matter of fact guy, and I know he doesn't like this, but I want to put him in front of you because this is our hero. This is our hero, and we want to come alongside you, and we're excited to do what, and I know, no, 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 whatever. You're not going to be able, I'm not giving you the mic, because then you're going to deflect all the honor. And, and I know it, Jesus, man, Jesus is it. But man, you know what? You're a picture today of a man that's put together faith and trust and action and work. And man, we were just inspired by it. So you got 30 seconds, brother. <laughs> you only gave me 30 seconds the last time. I figured I would have earned something a little bit more than that. I'm listening twice. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. I know. It's horrible. We are here because this is what God wants us to do. Yeah. We are here because it was what's mandated in the Bible. We are here because we care about our neighbors, because we need to form community. We need to form a stronger faith community in yeah. Rochester, Minnesota, because it is lacking. It is not there, and we are failing 
horribly in caring for one another. Mm. We need that to come back to Rochester, to the world, to every place, because it's going away. And I, for one, will not let the devil win this battle. Amen. We will take care of those that need to be taken care of, yeah. and we will fight until the fight is done. Amen. Thanks, buddy. There's my 30 seconds. I, there's your 30 seconds. Uh, if you don't know Dan, you should get to know Dan. And that's the truth. And uh, I could give you a whole hour, and you still wouldn't get to know Dan. I but would not shut up. Uh, Dan, here, <laughs> here's the deal. We're partnering with The Landing, and you're partnering with Echo to do the Build-A-Bag. Yep. And right now, we are preparing to create 200 bags for not only the homeless, but those in need over the holiday and some basic needs, which part of it is also meeting the needs of school children and families that attend Willow Creek Middle School as well. And so we're excited about that. But our goal is to to make 200 of those. And we have this idea that it's going to take about $10,000 to do that. Do you believe we could do it? Oh, I... I, I... (laughs) I have, there's, you know, there's no, I, it's a matter of, will he do it? Sure he will. Yes, he will. Yeah, I got, I've got no question uh, at all. Awesome. Oh. We love you, Dan. Let's, let's hear for Dan once again, man. Thanks, buddy. Not only do we want to continue to do what we're going to do on, on December 14th, we want to remind you, of that, what we also want to do is partner with the landing and other organizations that I'll tell you here in a moment. Uh, but I would encourage you, if you don't, if you've not yet supported the landing, uh, I would encourage you to do that today because they're just doing great things. And he's man, he's on the streets and impacting people that most of us won't ever impact. And so, uh, we're, again, I'm just inspired. But really quickly, what I want to tell you, uh, I really want to talk about three ways. We can be generous with our works and our actions. Now, again, I just want to say it like the gift that God has given to us through his son, Jesus Christ, is free. You can't earn it. We sung about it. You can't purchase it. At the same time, I sense in my heart a lot of the issues we see in our world isn't a political issue. It's a church issue. And it's time for the church to arise in action. That trust would be mirrored with action in order to change and make a difference in this church, in this city, in this world. Can I hear an amen? amen. Now, here's the deal. How can we be generous within our works and our action? There's three things. I want to be a church and I want to be people who have a plan to be generous. Unless we create the, the plan, it will never happen. What I've noticed through time, I've got all these great ideas, but unless I create a plan, that plan never, or, you know, that action never really comes out. I believe that's what we need to do as a church, and we've created that. Number two, and I hope you can do that individually. The second is let's be prepared. I don't want to be a church that reacts. I want to be a church that responds. I want to be a church that is prepared to be generous and ongoing in our generosity. And then the last thing, three ways that we can be generous with our works and actions is be, to become people that say yes. To be a church that says yes. Dan and I were just talking about it earlier this week. Sometimes it's difficult to be generous because the enemy just doesn't want us to be. And so there's roadblocks and there's individuals and, and policies and all that stuff. And I want to be a church that just is 
committed to saying yes, and I would encourage you as people to do the same way. And the way our, what we planned and we've prepared and the, and the way that we want to be and we think we can be a yes church is, is revealing what we call the generous, the generous initiative. Now, if you've been a part of a church for a long time, you would understand is, uh, uh, with me that there is a traditional term that we use when it comes to our wealth, and it's called tithing. That we believe that God has given everything that we have to us. And God gives us all of it. But then God asks us to be obedient with just giving 10% back. The generous initiative is really setting up and, 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 and throwing out the idea of, like, what if we'd ask God, though, like, do you want us to do more? Could we come up and be prepared and planned to do more so we can be a yes type of people and a yes type of church? So we've created the generous initiative. And this is kind of like just the the verbiage you'll see online if you go to uh, some of our giving platforms, but it's here, there, everywhere. Our giving will be used in local efforts within Echo Church, external efforts in the Rochester area, across the nation and around the globe. Some examples, but not limited to, are things like social social, social justice gospel missions like the landing some organizations that we've already helped out and will continue to help out our minnesota teen challenge new life services next chapter the landing these are all internal amazing people that we want to champion that are doing great things within our city man we want to be a part of church revitalization and in our area and our surrounding area we want to we want a church plant thank you y'all should be excited because that's what happened here we want to we we want to pay that forward and, and 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 plant churches where people just need a life-giving fresh start that people can come to Christ for the very first time. We want to invest into that and continue to invest in that. We want to partner with an organization called Project 42 that is sharing the gospel where there's little to no access to the gospel. We want to give to organizations that are meeting and, 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 and attacking the sex trade and, and building water wells and, and churches right next to them so that not only are we meeting their physical need, we're also quenching their spiritual need. We want to be a part of missions and orphanages and taking missions trips. And, and you know, the other thing we want to do is Echo Church wants to become a permanent establishment and a fixture in efforts to make a difference here in Rochester. We do. (laughs) That was my favorite part of last hour. One person clapped and said, amen. And I realized because most of those people don't help us set up and tear down. So (laughs) join the team, guys. We love this season. We love the temporary thing. But we know that God is asking us to be a permanent fixture, to make a permanent effort and effect in Rochester and we want to prepare and we want to plan and that's simply we believe going to come out of our generosity now we have a lot of opportunities we have a lot of vision but we believe this one thing is that your generosity will determine the speed and the effectiveness of our efforts did you hear that We've got a lot of vision. We've got a lot of people we want to partner with, but it's by our generosity. It's by my generosity. It's by your generosity that will determine the speed and the effectiveness of that effort. Now, let me tell you like this. Last thought. Trust is invisible and it's internal, internal, and we can't change that. 
Trust is a spiritual thing and it's only seen in the unseen realms. You get what I'm saying? Like trust is this thing that you can't really grab a hold of. But on the flip side, I believe that our work is visible. Our work is worldly and external, but it can bleed into the unseen and our work can become eternal. And that's the type of church I want to be. So I just sense some of you, I mean, God's working on your heart. And he's, he's stirring this heart to become generous, not only with your words, not only with your worship, not only with your wealth, but also your works. And that God desires for us to be a generous people. And so I want to take a moment. We just close your eyes as they're playing softly at the moment. Can we just ask God, how do you want me to be generous today? For some of you, you have very little, but yet some of us have a lot. Holy Spirit, my prayer is that you would speak to us. That you would whisper to us. Maybe it's an action. Holy Spirit, you'd whisper to us in the words that we need to be generous with people to build them up. Some of us, I, I sense that it's a number that you want to whisper to us. Uh, an amount to be generous that's over and above what we're already giving to the local storehouse and the local church to make a difference not only into a great organization like the landing but God around the world through Echo some of us we really believe in you and really trust in you and I just sense Holy Spirit you're nudging us to step out and step into action that we wouldn't just go to church but we would begin to be the church so Holy Spirit, speak to us. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Now some of you, you've walked into church in kind of an odd Sunday where we're talking about works. We're talking about wealth. We're talking about giving financially and, and with our words and our action, all that stuff. And you might be uncomfortable with that. Uh, but I want to tell you this. What we're really passionate about doing and speaking and the message that we want you to hear is we want you we want to invite you into a relationship with a generous God. And we would never expect you to be generous with any of those things unless you would step first into a generous relationship with God. And at Echo, we're committed to praying with you who've never prayed a prayer of surrender, a prayer of invitation and God into your life and walking into God in a relationship with him. So I'm going to ask the church, would you just stand up here? For those that have never prayed a prayer like this before, I'm going to ask that you would join me in praying with people for the very first time this prayer. Are you ready, church? Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. Amen. Let's celebrate with some people who maybe said that for the first time. Come on. Thank you so much for listening to the Echo Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take just a second to share it with a friend or family member who might need to hear 
this word today. And if you're feeling alone, lost, have a question, or want help with anything, please reach out to us. We are the echo.church slash contact. We would love to help you no matter who you are or where you're at. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to learn more, make sure to head over to that website, wearetheecho.church, to get all the details and upcoming services and events. 